Welcome to the Pastured Pig Podcast, where we share the successes and challenges of raising pigs on pasture. We talk to producers all over the country, from small homesteads to large commercial pasture operations. Whether you're new to pastured pigs or have been raising hogs for decades, we hope you hear new ideas and new perspectives on pasturing hogs. Here's your host, Troy McClung. Well, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Pastured Pig Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Troy. Glad to be back. It, uh, yes, it has been a month, a little over a month, actually, and I apologize for that. The summer has gotten away from me, as I'm sure many of you all know, with uh, the busyness of the farm and all the things that go along with that. But uh, I wanted to jump in and and have a a full episode for you here and an interview that we're going to share but before we do that, I want to hit some, uh, some announcements. And the first is relating to the podcast is we need, um, my queue is a little empty. I think I've got one more interview after this one. So if uh, you all would like to be on the podcast, if you know somebody that would like, to, that would be a good idea or a good host, could host a good guest, I may need a better host, <laughs> a good guest to come on the podcast, just drop me a note at troy at redtoolhouse.com. And of course, anytime I start recording, the dog goes to the water bowl. Hey, would you go drink out of the toilet or something? Anyway, so we're, yeah, so if you know anybody or you'd like to be on the podcast, we could even do some follow-ups. If you haven't been on the podcast for a year or so, uh, we could come back and do a follow-up and, and see how things have changed on your farm. Uh, but just reach out to me and we can get that going. Well, we want to, uh, Kelly and I want to announce that we will be at the Homesteaders of New England conference coming up on September 9th and 10th. So that's just several weeks away. And uh, the boys will be with us. So it'll be all four of us will be there. And I'll be talking about the challenges of raising pigs on uneven terrain. I'll be talking about how we've managed that, uh, given some of the tips and tricks, talking about fencing, all that type of stuff. Um, tickets are still available. And uh, Jack has actually offered us a, an offer code to offer you all, any of our listeners, that if you uh, use a, an offer code that'll be down in the show notes, then you can take an additional 10% off the ticket price. So be sure to check that out. Would love to see y'all. I'd uh, love, yeah, love y'all to come up and say hi and uh, hang out with us because we'll be there both days. And I think I'm, I'm doing that one discussion and then part of a round table on, Saturday, on Sunday. So we'll be around and be available for discussion. Uh, updates here on the farm. Our red wattles are growing out nicely. I, I did a detailed video about them here just a couple weeks ago showing uh, their progress and, and some of my initial thoughts on them. So uh, if you want to check that out, just go over to our YouTube channel, Red Tool House Homestead. Uh, we also, um, I mentioned, I think, the last podcast that we were kicking off our online orders and, and weekly delivery business. So it's it's not, well, it's kind of a new business model, but it's the same business of producing uh, pork and chicken and eggs and, and other products. But we've added to that by co-oping with other farms here in our county, as well as uh, utilizing my son uh, and the, the, the most updated cottage laws in West Virginia that allow us to sell his baked goods because uh, he's a really good baker. And, and so he's, um, he's exploring that and we've had some sales taking off of that already. So that's going well. The weekly deliveries are, are going, going well. They're, we, we need to ratchet that up a little bit more because uh, you know, with the cost of gas and those type of things, it's, it's eating into the profit quite a bit, but we're hoping that'll pick up. 
So along that lines, our, our Patreon page, we're actually doing special episode podcasts for our Patreon supporters that where we actually are, are breaking down that business, almost like a, um, a, a journal entry of, of how it's going. So we've gotten one live already. We'll be doing another one here soon where we're just, just going down in the details. I'm really just getting the mic out, going through my notes, looking at observations, and the audio is available to everyone in all three uh, pay tiers, but the highest tier if you want access to the actual file. So we'll be showing uh, our Excel spreadsheets, um, uh, profit loss, all those type of things uh, will be included for those in the highest tier. So if you're interested in that, check that out. Again, lowest tiers, $5 a month, not a big deal there. Um, speaking of Patreon, I really want to take this time to give a shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. And I don't do that as much as I should um, because, I, you know, actually I wonder sometimes if it's, um, if people prefer not to because of, of their privacy type situation. But um, we're, going to, we're going to do that right now. And I, I hope this will be okay if I can find the daggone spreadsheet because I only have 15 open right now. Hey, there it goes. Okay, so I'm going to list off uh, real quick our 35 supporters from our oldest supporters, those who have been with us the longest, to our newest that we welcome. So we'll go through this quick. So I want to thank Jed, uh, Jed Bicker, Noah West, Adam Garner, Bonnie Hewitt, Fritz Seabolt, Chris White, Jordan Salyards, Jason Stevens, John, oh, I'm going to mess up John's name, John Quartuccio. Uh, see, Jesse Wixon, Rob Dowdle, Michael Burns, Chuck Lewis, Tina Vallard, Davis Jones Beam III, John Andrews, Laura Tom, Laura Wood, Desiree Brown, Patrick Jones, Quentin Weismer, The Getz Family Farm, Emily Brooks, Mark Purcell, John Mosher, Rob Notch, Sharon Simpson, Brooke Rudolph, Major Jim Brixen, Kel, Michael Johnson, Brian Dreffs, Aiken Acres, Allie Jones, and Stephen Lindsay. So appreciate everybody. I hope I didn't slaughter too many names there, but appreciate everybody uh, supporting us and helping us move this endeavor along. So we'd love to have you guys join us on board and, and uh, share in some conversations that we have and, and uh, be able to partake of these extra episodes as well. Okay, let's get on to our interview. So tonight, I'm going to play an interview that I had with three ladies, and these three ladies, they have their own podcast called The Sounder Podcast, and uh, you may recognize one of their voices because Molly uh, has been on, uh, she's Copper Penny Farm down in Virginia, she's been on the podcast um, several, or several times, no, twice, or once now, I'm sorry, <laughs> goodness, she's been on the podcast once, her episode was episode 79, so you can go back and listen to her. But she and Laura Jensen, who's in Georgia, and Amanda Buck, who's in Idaho, the three of them come together and have uh, really good, candid conversations about farming, about pigs, uh, about all those type of things. Uh, so it's really neat to get their perspective, and, and they've got, uh, they, they play off each other pretty well. But I'm going to jump right into that interview, and I'll catch you guys on the backside. Well, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Pastured Pig Podcast. Today, I am a glutton for punishment. I am, <laughs> I, I am, I, I have the tri, I have the trifecta of personality here. Um, 
and and we're just going to see how this goes. So um, th- this will be good. I can I can maybe just sit back and watch. So, uh, but today we have we have three ladies on the podcast, and uh, really really neat backgrounds with these three. And I'm just going to do a basic introduction, and I'm going to let them tell their story. But first, I have Laura Jensen, and she is in Georgia. And then I have yep. a, Amanda Buck in Idaho. And uh, you all may remember Molly Smith-Steffi from Copper Penny Farm. She was episode 79. Um, she'd be kind of hard to forget. So uh, she's here as well. So these three ladies are not just random uh, individuals I found on the internet. They actually have <laughs> some stuff going on here. So first of all, let's do this. Ladies, welcome. And uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Troy. Appreciate you having us. All right. All right. Yes, thank you. We're super excited to, to get to talk with you. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So um, let's start. Let's do this. So let's start with with Laura. Laura, give us some background because I know you, you've got a couple irons in the fire, to say the least. So give yeah, us a rundown yeah. of what you've got going on as related to piggery. Uh, so yeah, I've got a few things going on. Uh, so I've actually got four businesses here that revolve around pigs in some way, shape or form. Uh, I started with my retail store and butcher shop that's turned into an artisan foods provider uh, called Jensen Reserve. So um, that is in my barn on my farm. Uh, we're working on federal licensing so that we can wholesale charcuterie. I focus on the Maishan pig, the registered Maishan pig and its recovery effort. So Jensen Reserve is the um, the product sales. We have Maishan Preservation that's pig sales. Uh, we have the pig nerd that's the consulting business. And then one of the bigger hats I wear is the president of the American Maishan Breeders Association. So ultimately in my work, I get to lead the recovery effort for the critically endangered Maishan pig. Wow. Ta-da. There you go. Mercy. <laughs> I feel listen bad. to her. Listen to her rattle off all her accomplishments. Yeah, yeah sorry about that. I, I like to talk about my pigs. What can I say? I, I, I feel bad about only having two jobs. I I feel like a, a slacker. <laughs> well, excellent. So, um, so the first correction I need to make is is you say Mayshawn. Is that a Georgia thing or is that the proper pronunciation? Or might just be so. I think it's probably more the proper pronunciation. All you right. know, we interviewed uh, Dr. Rothschild last week, who also agreed with that from back in the it. '80s with with the importation from China. So I'm sticking with it, and we can call it Georgia too, if you'd like. No, I love it. I love it. That's that's the thing. It's I want people to be educated on this podcast. You come here okay. to learn. So so there we go. Thank you. So so and if the and if the if the the director of the association doesn't know how to pronounce it correctly, then then yeah. So you could say, yeah. well, that's the source we're going with. So very good. Very good. All right. So Amanda, um, beat that. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I sorry. I, can. I, I don't know that I can beat that in my list of accomplishments. <laughs> um, I am, I would say my role on our podcast is basically to kind of be the newbie. I am. I, w- I would claim to be a woman in agriculture. I am new-ish to pigs. Um, I actually kind of got the idea of um, becoming a lady hogger uh, back, I think it was last year. I was listening to the Pastured Pig podcast and I heard episode 79 and knew I had to meet this woman in the holler <laughs> in Virginia. <laughs> And um, so I, I, we were living in North Carolina at the time, 
Um, I have, I'm married, I have three children and, and we were living on a small farm and added pigs to our farm um, in the spring of 2022. And little did we know that fall of 22, we would be making a cross country move out here to Southeast Idaho. So um, we started with feeders and really enjoyed that and look forward to getting some pigs back on our ranch here. Um, I'm kind of trying to decide what we want to do here. There's a lot of people that raise and sell show pigs or else Cooney Coonies or American Guinea hogs. My interest would be in red wattles and they're kind of hard to come by here. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that maybe we can be a place that can provide red wattle feeders or red wattle breeders. And I just need to figure out how I'm going to get started with that. (laughs) Yeah. Very good. Very good. Awesome. All right, Molly, what do you got going on? This, yeah, people that have heard uh, episode 79 will we'll recap a little bit, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that haven't. So give us a quick intro as to who you are. So uh, I'm Molly B, and I own and operate the Copper Penny Farm. <laughs> all about the red hogs, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I live in Austinville, Virginia. Uh, thought I wanted to move the, to the flatlands of the good old Iowa, but, you know not not for me <laughs> so uh but no my farm is dedicated to uh heritage red wattle and red wattle crosses um i'm the secretary treasurer of the rwha is red wattle hog association and you know i do a little bit of everything i created the sounder the podcast um with laura and amanda i asked them to join me because i thought that you know, all three of us together, we brought different aspects, but we all had the same true love for what we wanted to accomplish, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, very good. And uh, so I did that. And now, now, Troy, I'm also a number one author for kids' books. <laughs> Look at me go. Go, go, go. <laughs> all right. Man, I, I am definitely... Yeah. I'm hanging with an upper class crowd here. I, I got to raise the bar. I I am I'm really dragging get behind with, you all. Get with the get with the program, Troy. Get with the program. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, all right. So, I I gotta I gotta ask some some obvious questions. So, the y'all listening, obviously, you don't get the benefit of the visuals. I don't I don't record video on this, but since we're doing a Zoom call, we're 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 uh, we're we're actually able to look at one another here. So I just want to point out that Laura is sitting in an office with a nice barn picture behind her. Uh, Amanda, I'm going to guess, I think you're in an RV, aren't you? Yes, I am. Okay, yeah. So there, there's probably a story there. And I haven't the slightest idea what Molly's doing. She's she's pacing around. She looks like she's stalking somebody. What are you doing? I work at a large animal vet. So today I'm working. I'm out in the parking lot, pacing, smoking cigarettes, man. Okay, yeah. I, I wondered. I'm like, okay, I keep seeing the same building pass by you, and I'm like, is is, is the law being called? Is you know, is she, she going to hide somewhere? So, all right. Well, the law could be called. That's why I can't come visit you, Troy. I'm wanted in West Virginia. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah, yep, exactly. Can't cross that line. Yep. Yeah, yep. so so in case you guys are wondering, you may be picking up on Molly's dialect. She is from the Northamptons, uh, up up near uh, up the New York area. She's she's you. Know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. I got that high class, big time loft, that that penthouse 
accent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah. So, so I have to ask you with, with the children's book, um, who does the editing on that? And, and are there are there ways to keep that child rated, or have you been able to uh, to, to tame your writing a bit? <laughs> oh, so listen, not not one cuss word has been used. In the book. Now, I might have said them when I wrote it, but I didn't put them on paper. Very good. That's great. Well, I I like to give Molly a hard time, and and it's easy for me to do because I'm a holler guy as well. So, yeah, you can can only make fun of your own. So... Um, so she, she can poke at me just as much as I can poke at her, but all right, so let's get serious. So let's talk about the sounder. Cause first of all, in full transparency, I have to confess, I have not had a chance to listen to it yet, but I really, really want to, because the, the way you guys are presenting this, it sounds very interesting. So for those of us who have not found it yet, cause this is a brand new podcast, right? It's, it's not very yeah. old. So give us the, um, give us the elevator pitch first, but then let's dive down into some of the nuance of what the three y'all bring to that so how would you describe the podcast in a nutshell so the podcast we started off wanting to be very educational right um it started off we created it for the sounder of lady hoggers that's what it was created off of um we created a group that was to support women like ourselves that was raising hogs no matter what style you were raising them you know inside out on pasture in the woods but it was for basically a support group you know they could come and ask questions um and that's the reason that i got laura and amanda is because laura can bring a whole new aspect and education she's been in it longer than you know i have and she does way more with it and then amanda amanda brings it in as being you know new to it as well but she also has farmed she also is trying to learn, and she didn't mention this, but she raised a sheep too, you know. Um, but uh, but anyways, that's that's what sort of created it was us wanting to create a group that was for the lady hoggers out there, and then it got to be to where you know we do we are educational based, we are there to answer questions, but we're all about real life, you know. We are ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about the downsides, the heartbreaks, you know, the financial struggles. We talk about all of that, but we also want to empower, empower people and uplift people to not give up and to know that they're not alone in things that either. Yeah, very good. Very good. So I, I love that. And I love the fact that uh, you're kind of allowing the, the podcast to evolve as you all kind of find your voice and find the, the niche you need to explore. Um, Laura, Amanda, you guys add anything to that? I'm going to let you go, Laura. Do you have anything to add? (laughs) I'm going to let you go. Okay. Um, I, you know, what Molly has said uh, tenfold, we really, uh, you know, it was fun to talk about the technical things at first, um, but we're definitely drawn to um, what drew us to the hogs, I think, and and what we're getting out of it in our lives. And uh, we want to share that journey and that experience with others because it's given us an opportunity to connect with each other and our listeners in a way that I don't have in my life. You know, I can talk the technical side all I want and I can, you know, publish the blogs and those sort of sort of things from a business perspective, but there's um, an, an emotional side of it and a, um, 
uh, a, a more in-depth side that uh, is missing. And for me, these ladies, um, I, I, I just, I love them. I love working with them. And it's uh, added a lot of value to what I do personally. Yeah, very good. Yeah. How about that, Amanda? I wanted to really quick and just say that one of my favorite things about our podcast is that I feel like for anybody who is just getting started with, with pigs or um, farming in general, I feel like we're very approachable. Sometimes I feel like in the ag circle, it can be hard. You almost feel embarrassed to ask questions. And so mm -hmm. I feel like one of the things that I love about a group of lady hoggers and our podcast is that we're very approachable and chances are, if you have a question, there's multiple other people that have the same question. So I think that's been one of my favorite things too, is that we're all here to help each other and answer questions based on our own experiences. And that's been a really great thing. Excellent. Excellent. So, so how, how long has the podcast been going and how many episodes in are you, would you say? So we are 10 episodes in. Um, we tried to do it every Tuesday, but I got that hillbilly internet out there, Troy. I mean, it, oh, Lord, you know. Okay. The squirrels can't run fast enough some days. Right, exactly. Some, sometimes it comes off the hotline and sometimes, you know, it just hangs out. Uh, but uh, but no, we're, we're 10 episodes in. Uh, we do Sounder Tuesdays. Um, so... 10, 10, 11 weeks uh, we've been out there. And uh, we started out, you know, with just the Facebook group at first, uh, mm -hmm. Sounder Lady Hoggers. And then, you know, it evolved into this uh, podcast and this idea. And it's actually, you know, it's, it's done really well. And people, you know, we get a lot of questions and a lot of interaction on it. So it's done better than, than what I thought it would. <laughs> we didn't know what it would do. We just jumped in. Molly yeah. called and said, do you want to do this? And I said, sure. Can you tell me your last name? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So uh, Amanda, no, Amanda didn't even know my last name until she looked me up on the Red Water site. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I did. I had to look it up there. I was like, I know she goes by Molly B, but what is her? And the reason I found out was because we wanted to send you a Christmas card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's great. So you, you talk about fielding questions. So, so how do you, how, what's your format of that? Are you, you taking questions prior to, are you doing like an open mic type of thing? Cause you're going live. What, what, uh, how are you handling that? So uh, we handle questions really through, we'll take like topics that have been brought up on our, uh, on our Facebook uh, page group. Mm -hmm. We'll take topics off of that. We also have a website, the sounder pod, and uh, people submit uh, emails and stuff through. And then, you know, we really just, we'll go through and we'll see issues or we know issues that are going on in our own lives that may connect to others. And we'll just use those as topics as well. Yeah, very good, very good. I'm flipping through your episodes here and there's a little E tag on each episode. I have a, I have a feeling I know who may be bringing that to the table. <laughs> And Amanda Buck over there. I swear somebody <laughs> needs to clean her mouth out with soap. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of picking up the uh, from from just yeah, interact the interaction I've had so far. I figured she was probably the problem child in this group. So it is. It's it's, it's, Amanda. 
it's definitely me. You can ask my kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. One of the one of the funniest things that's ever been said to me. It was so simple though. Um, I got these good friends that live up in they live in Virginia as well. And they come down and bought some red waddles off of me. And then they kept on coming back just to visit me, you know. And they brought me a big load of pumpkins. And we were out there and they were talking about how they had a swear jar at their house. And uh, I said, I need a swear jar. And that boy looked at me. He said, no, you are a swear jar. (laughs) And I started dying laughing. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Very good. All right. So you said something, um, something I want to drill down on. And I think it was Amanda that said it. So, um, and and I think this is, well, I want to get your all's opinion on this. So Amanda, you said maybe there's a little bit of a barrier when it comes to asking questions, especially from a newbie's perspective. And and you know, whether that's just for, for hogs or whether that's ag across the board, uh, could you speak into that a little bit more, what you've run into, and then maybe uh, all three of you can discuss how you're addressing that specifically on the podcast? Sure. I feel like, so my my background, I do, I am first generation. I do not come from, I have farming in my family, but my parents were not farmers. Um when I was in high school, I was very involved in the Future Farmers of America, and I went to NC State University for agriculture. Um, I did not finish in that, but that's what I initially went for. Um, and I just feel like there is a little bit of a barrier. I feel like for people getting into it, there are some people super eager to help new people out, but then there are also a lot of people who may have information and are not super eager to share it. Um, and I, I don't feel like it's hog specific. I feel like it's across the board because I, you know, and I don't say any of this to bash anybody, but I have definitely seen it in the cattle industry. Um, and I'm sure it's there even, you know, whether you are a crop farmer or with other um, breeds of animals and stuff or species of animals, but um yeah, I just, I feel like there have been times, <laughs> I'll share this this specific instance. This was more, I feel like, as a woman thing. Um, but going to meet a man to purchase some some pigs. And I had, I had handled all of the conversations with him. My husband and I went to go pick up the pigs. And my husband is knowledgeable on things. He He's kind of like the manual labor with our farm. And I... I'm more of the, like, not, I know, I know the stuff and he does the stuff basically. So, so we go to pick up these pigs and this man would not talk to me at all. He would only talk to my husband and, you know, my husband's like, yeah, you know, kind of like trying to carry on a conversation with this man, but really didn't know a whole lot of what he was talking about because my husband doesn't know all of the things that I know. And so, um, I feel like we've come into things like that, um, where people have not been as eager to talk with me, but they'll talk to my husband. Um, so if we have questions, it's almost like I have a question, can you ask it for me? Um, or, you know, just things where it's like, you're trying to get started with something. You have a question that's a very beginner question 
and you may ask somebody and not that they, you almost feel like you're being talked down to Mm -hmm. and, um, or like it's a silly question kind of thing. And so I feel like with, with the environment that we've tried to create within our Facebook group, um, lady sounder of lady hoggers, um, we've just tried to make it a very friendly environment for people to ask questions. And within our group, it's men and women. It's mostly women, but we do have some men in it too who are supportive men um, with good input and things like that. But we basically just wanted, we tried to create an environment that can help educate without making anybody feel silly. And I do feel like that that is common within the ag industry. I don't know if everybody feels that way. Do, Laura or Molly, do either of you feel that way? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, you know, for me to, to put numbers to it, <clears throat> as far as my butcher shop, I'm, I'm part of 13% of the population uh, that is a female owned and operated butcher shop. And then as I looked it up and we talked about it in one of our podcasts, uh, the USDA records say that female hog, hog farmers are 9% of uh, the population. So we, we are a minority uh, in what we do. And a lot of the work that I do involves around empowering women to ask the questions and to jump in there and to not be afraid um, of the outcome, even if it's not what they wanted it to be. Uh, and, and I know that one of the things that the three of us talked about initially was some of the very large Facebook uh, pig groups weren't uh, super friendly to new people. Um, and that we felt like that was something that we wanted to see be different. And then Molly had the idea of the sounder, which I love the name. I don't know if you've um, explained what that is, Molly, but I love the, the definition of a sounder um, to, to kind of be that space and that voice for um, a small group of women that I think is growing a lot. I don't, I don't think we're going to be the minority in it uh, that much longer. Yeah, good. Yeah, Molly, go ahead. Uh, for those that, that aren't familiar with some of the lingo in, in piggery, explain what a sounder is, and, and maybe that'll kind of connect the dots as to why you named the podcast that. Okay. So when I was trying to think of a name for it, I was like a group of, I kept on saying a group, a group, a group, and I was like, of sounds. So <laughs> anyways, a sounder, a, a sounder is a basically a wild, feral, group of sows and their their offspring right they are the the community is is communicative a word they communicate the loudest <laughs> it is yes. now yep. yeah so that so that's what a foundry is it is a it's a group of feral uh sows and their offspring all right very good very good so i guess you guys are fine with being <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah I've not had children. I'm not a sow, but if I was a sow, I'd be very proud. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. Well, the the feral part, I I do get that to some degree. So, yeah. 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 Of course. (laughs) Very good. Very good. So, uh, so it's interesting. So, uh, what uh, Amanda and Laura, you bring up here, um, and and my goodness, with the way culture is these days, everything's such a hot button. But I I think you really hit upon a a nail here. I, I, I want to explore a little bit more. So when I go back and look through 
I don't know, 100 episodes that we've done interviews. Um, and this by no means, uh, the, our, our podcast is not the, the metric that this should be measured by. But I see that there's, it's probably 50-50 in the representation of the people that I deal with, kind of like down at the homestead level. And people that are that are maybe hobbyist pig farmers is probably fifty fifty, and it's it's very similar to what um, to what Amanda was describing there, where um, the 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 female in the couple is is the one kind of on point, and and then the husband or the you know, the partner is is the the heavy lift, and it's like okay yeah I, I, you steer the ship, I'll make sure that the rigging's right type of thing, so so okay. we I, I see that probably fifty fifty, but. What, what do you all think when, when that gets to turning that into a business and going, you know, scaling up, what, what is the difference there? And, and, and what's the barrier or, or why is that different? Why are we seeing that 13% or 9% that you were talking about? So I'm not sure that I fully understand your question. Are, are you asking why the number is so low at, at that reporting level when it's not what you see otherwise? No, I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe, and, and this is maybe me draw my conclusion, that if, that if at the hobby level or at the homestead level, you have a lot of women that are engaged in pig farming, but when it comes to the level that you're operating with your own butchery and then, and then maybe even getting to the point where you're, you're processing larger uh volume you're, you're doing retail sales you're, you're doing uh, wholesaling all that type of stuff it seems like that that's where your number is really shining to say okay yeah here at, here at the base level we're seeing maybe a lot more women involved at at this level but it's not translating up the ladder if if that makes sense yeah and i think it is i okay. think those numbers are a reflection of where we were and i think that you're exactly right in the movement uh with with homesteading and small farm holdings that it is more balanced mm -hmm. and i think that that will work its way up the scale um there's some indication that that female principal operators that that number is on the rise as well and with the usda and with their work with grants and education and resources I now have more resources as a small farm or small to medium farm, wherever you want to put us um, as a female than has ever been out there before in the history um, of the USDA. So I, I think that the tides are turning. Um, now, why it was, I don't, I don't know that this is the place to get into that and right. not a discussion I really want to get into quite honestly, <laughs> sure. but, um, but I do think that, that we're on the leading edge of a change um, that, that that's happening in front of us. Yes. I'd be very scared to have that conversation with you three. I Thank think you. I, I think I could Appreciate be out, that, out, Troy. <laughs> out, I think I'd be outnumbered and outgunned pretty quickly. <laughs> yes, I don't. I don't. I don't really want to go there. It right. is what it is, and this is where I think we're going. <laughs> yeah, but but it is exciting, and 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 I and and you you expressed the point that I was was trying to fish for that um, there may be an old school mentality that is falling away. And I agree. And the you know, whatever we want to call what we're in right now, whether it's you know the slow food movement taking on back to the land, it's just you know where your stuff comes from, all the all the tentacles from COVID and realizing that our food system isn't as rock solid as as people like to think it is. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, whatever's driving that, I agree. It's really neat to see. Um, the stories because for you know, here in West Virginia, we hear the story all the time that, 
uh, there's so much farmland that returns to forest land because the farmers are dying and the, and the kids or the grandkids aren't taking over. And we hear yeah. that, you know, the average age of the American farmer is, you know, I think mid 60s or early 60s or something like that. And but then you hear these these good anecdotal stories like Amanda sharing where well, I'm first generation and there's just tons of people that I've interacted with that well, I'm first generation. I'm, I'm first. Generation. There's some that that are um, multi-generation, but most of them are all first generation. It's like, OK, so this there could be a gap here, but I, I don't think the gap is, is trending down as much as it is. In fact, it may be even turning around because um, the generation behind my generation is, is starting to pick pick the mantle up and say, it, it, it's time to do this and it's time to take charge of this and, and go in a new direction with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, through the registry, I see more uh, first generation startup farms choosing the Mayshon uh, for, you know, the, the docile characteristics and things like that. And they're you know, they're taking it by the reins. They know what they're doing. They know what they want to do. And they're, you know, producing their own products and being successful at it. So I, I think definitely the tides are turning. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. So what is, uh, so what's in the lineup for the, the podcast as far as when you guys sit down and, and think of a topic? I know you say you, you take some of your questions from the, uh, from the, the Facebook group, but uh, yeah. How much, how much planning, how much direction do you have in that when it comes to, yeah, I would assume Molly has like the next six months all detailed out. She's got copious notes. <laughs> yeah, and she emails them to us every Tuesday and Friday, and then we meet on Sunday. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Right. Usually we hop on and it goes, what do you want to talk about today? That's it. That's it. What's going on in your life? Let's talk about that. Right. <laughs> Right, right, yeah, yeah. To, to I, go ahead. I don't do good. I don't do good with structure, Troy. <laughs> right, <laughs> I can understand that. Well, I like to think that maybe the topic is as fresh as it could possibly be because it's it's oh. it's literally coalesced from the vapors of your thought right before the recording starts. So, yeah, Very yeah, good. we uh, we get on and you know I don't hit record. We talk for about ten minutes and. It's like, what's going on? How y'all doing? What do you think we should talk about? All right, y'all ready? Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> you know? let's go. <laughs> talk for 50-ish minutes and roll on. <laughs> right, right. So, Amanda, have the two of them not talked you out of getting into pigs just by interacting with them, or has it kind of been a double-down type of thing? No, it's it's been all good. I feel like, you know, at the point that we had pigs in North Carolina, I really, really enjoyed them. They quickly became my favorites um, for, for a multitude of reasons. I mean, I love their personalities. Um, I loved that we were able to keep them on our farm. We in North Carolina, too, but had to lease pasture space um, for them to be able to graze. But our hogs, we were raising in the woods. And um, I just, I, I love it. And so I feel like, being able to talk with them keeps me excited about getting things going here on our ranch. We, um, the land that we bought here is so, so different from North Carolina. We're basically in high desert area. Um, so we have 23 acres here that we are just trying to map out and figure out where are we going to put things? What are we doing with stuff? And I feel like having my lady hogger friends keeps me, excited and motivated to figure out how we can raise pigs here and how we can make them work for us on our ranch. Mm. Excellent. 
Excellent. So, <clears throat> so all three of you with your with the perspectives that you bring and and taking um, pig raising from from just being a hobby, from being a homestead level to to doing more with it, business development, ranch development, all of that type of stuff, breeding options that that uh, like Molly's doing there. Um, what would you say to to our audience that listens to say, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting into homesteading. I'm just doing this. And I've stumbled across the podcast because I, I want to make sure uh, pigs are part of, of, of what we're doing here. But when they start to think about sticking their toe in the water to make a business out of it, what's some advice from your all's perspective, each of you, uh, if you don't mind sharing, advice that you'd share with those individuals to say, okay, yeah, if, if you feel comfortable with pigs and you've had them on your property for a bit, what would be the next step to, to turn them into uh, not only something you love, but, but profitability options from that? I, I would say the first thing is do not dream so big and try to achieve it today. You know, uh, a lot of people, they want to go whole hog ASAP. You know, they've had, they've had a few feeders. They may have had a litter and then, you know, no, they're like, well, we can do this. We're going to, you know, to take it, to take it slow. There's nothing wrong with being small, but most of all, you have to have a strong heart. You know, you've got to have a strong heart in it because every day is not going to be the most beautiful, you know, rainbows and everything. Uh, so you have to have a strong heart. Being small is okay. And when things happen, you know, don't get down on yourself. Just, it didn't go that way, but there's always another way that maybe it should have went, you know? So to plan around, to make your adjustments around those things and not give up. Because I think a lot of people, they overwhelm themselves and then they get to the point where they're just like, I can't do this no more, you know? And uh, instead of maybe, there's nothing wrong with stepping back either. You know, a lot of people feel like I can't step back because that's going to look bad. Well, no, you could probably do more if you step back. So it's just not to overwhelm yourself and not to get down on yourself is what I feel like. Mm. Very good. Very good. Anyone else? You got anything or you want me to jump in? Well, I would say, I think what I would say is um, if you were dabbling, you know, for me, my experience has been in feeders and I'm, you know, after we get things set up here and I'm ready for pigs. I'm looking forward to jumping into breeding. But I feel like, just like Molly said, I want to start out slow because I don't want to feel overwhelmed. I don't want to feel defeated right out the gate. <laughs> and I think that if you are turning, trying to turn it into a business, one thing that you can do to really help yourself is get in touch with your community. Um, make sure that you are talking to people, you're making a little bit of noise, you can reach out to your cooperative extension. I talk about that all the time on our podcast because of how much help that was for me when we were in North Carolina, just being able to see, um, you know, talk with your livestock agent and talk with like in, in the county that I was from in North Carolina, we had a women in ag there, but get involved so that the people in your community are aware of what you're doing. Because if they know what you're doing, they're going to be eager to support you or help get your name out there or whatever. So I feel like, yeah, just kind of echoing what Molly is saying, as in don't don't overwhelm yourself right out the gate. And also 
start making noise so that you can get yourself out there with whatever you're doing, whether you're selling pigs, whether you're selling product, whatever it may be. Yeah, and I, I would say absolutely what y'all said. I agree with it a thousand percent. Um, I would I would sum it up in three things. Uh, know your numbers, you know, you got to know your feed cost. You got to know your pig cost. You got to know what you're in with it at. Um, I would say know your market, just like you were talking about, Amanda. Connecting with people around you is huge and connecting with other farmers that are raising pigs and understanding what they're seeing or not seeing in the market can really make a big difference. And then my final uh, thought on it, and this is what I think is the biggest challenge to overcome, and that is marketing. What is your marketing plan? How are you going to sell your pork? How do you find your customers? How do you communicate with your customers? Uh, do you want to look at uh, YouTube monetization, things like that? Uh, I personally think that marketing is probably one of the bigger make or break points from moving from a hobby farm to an official business with, with what you're doing on your farm, regardless of what you choose to raise. Very yeah. well said. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of like what we talked about the other day, you know, I, I, on our podcast, I am extremely annoying on Facebook. I mean, I'm posting, you know, that's how I started off. I just started posting, posting, posting yeah. everywhere, you know, but, but to market yourself, but you have to be an honest farmer as yes. well in your market, you know, don't pick. Don't pick things like organic and all, you know, pasture, all this stuff. Don't pick those because it's, you know, what the trend is. Mm -hmm. Pick it because that's really what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah, that I think that's great advice. And, and as people think about transitioning something to a business, especially if it's a hobby, that's, that's always, uh, in my experience, that's always a, a potential bear trap. Because you have so much mm -hmm. love invested in your hobby yeah. that when you take it to the business uh, level, you're fine with saying, well, yeah, I don't really want to worry about tracking that or I don't really worry about trying to make money on that specifically. Or, well, I don't want to track my labor because, you know, it's my hobby. I'd be doing this anyway. Mm -hmm. And and while that's a fair approach to some yeah. things, you're really doing yourself a disservice when it comes to scalability. So as soon as you've yes. got to factor in uh, some extra help or you have to do an infrastructure upgrade, then those things can come back and bite you. So now I, I appreciate your all's input on that. That's, that's solid stuff. Thank All right. You. Well, let's uh, let's do this. So I um, before I let you go, and I, I want to be sensitive to everybody's time here. Before I let you go, I normally ask uh, the people that come on the podcast, what's their favorite thing about uh, raising pigs on pasture? But I, I want to twist that a little bit. What is your favorite thing to talk about with pigs? So when you, when you get together and you're talking pigs, what what really lights your fire when when you get on the topic of pigs? Them baby hogs, man. Yeah. Piglets are great. Yeah. I can talk about baby pigs all day, you know. Uh, I love the fairing process. I love I love watching pigs farrow. I love seeing the baby pigs enter the world. I mean, that's my drive. You know, uh, all the little red baby hogs running around, that's what I love. But just like other people, I mean, if you're in it for the meat, I mean, I know people that can talk about intermuscular IMF all day long, you know, like mm -hmm. <laughs> they, there's people that go crazy over running them numbers. Uh, but I'm just pretty simple about it, man. I just, I just enjoy the hog itself, the personality and the animal, you know, 
just being the realest, living its realest life that it can. That's what, that's what excites me. I have to agree. I think being able to just talk about the passion that people bring to raising pigs is something that I really love. And I think that, um, you know, when you get to raise a pig in a more natural environment and see them thrive and just enjoy living, it's so rewarding. And I, I love that part of it. And I love being able to hear other people's excitement over doing the same. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm a combination of that. Uh, I love the pig part. I don't ever want to be without pigs. And y'all know I love my Maishans. But, but for me, the thing that really, really excites me beyond that is the people that I meet and the people that I get to work with and the journey that I, that I get to go on with all, all these different people, uh, be it through the sounder, through the registry, wherever it is, the community of hoggers is phenomenal. And I just love being a part of it. Wonderful. Yeah. Very good. All right. So um, in, in closing here, let's uh, give shout outs to where people can find out more about you. And obviously I'll, I'll post links to the Sounder podcast and all that, but uh, all the other things y'all got going on. Um, uh, Laura, let's start with you. Where, where can people find out about your 16, 16 <laughs> the easiest options? place? Uh, the easiest place to, to look is the pignerd.com. That has all the links to all the things I do. Uh, you can find me there, message me there and go check out the other businesses that I do as well. Excellent. The pig yeah. That's easy to remember. Yeah. Very good. Amanda, do you have an online presence yet? I, we do. You can find us. I have a website. I'm not that fancy yet, but um, you can find us on either Facebook or Instagram. I post mostly on Instagram, but we are Buck Family Ranch. Um, you can find us, find us there. I post in stories all the time and you can kind of keep up with what all we have going on out here and you know, what, what progress we're making. All right. All right. All right, Molly, what you got? Uh, all right. So uh, you can find me. You can find my car. Uh, the website is hackhogdays.org. That's the website for our farm. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, you're going to you're gonna, hear you're gonna have to say that again. You broke up right when you said okay. the URL. So get, try it again. Okay. Okay, so you can find my website. It's happyhogdays.org. Uh, you can also find me on uh, Facebook and Instagram, although I hate the hashtags on Instagram, but you can find <laughs> me on there. Uh, the Copper Penny Farm. Uh, uh, I'm all over the place, so you should be able to find me. And uh, But for, the pod, for our podcast, we got the website, The Sounder Pod, um, but we also got a sounder of lady hoggers that's our facebook group uh and then we have the the sounder which is the the facebook group for our podcast as well very good very good so a lot of online presence there a lot of opportunities for y'all to to dig deeper into uh to what these ladies have going on so uh like i said we'll we'll post uh, the notes to um or post that in the notes so you guys can check that out so um yes. yeah so i really appreciate y'all coming on the podcast Molly, your your eleven red wattles have been growing well on uh, on our hillside, and um, they're a little mouthy. Uh, they they like to complain when it's uh, when the food bowl's empty, but but other than that, they've been doing really well. Listen, man, I swear I think it's bred into them <laughs> because okay, Amanda Buck, Wanda yelled for food when she got Wanda, right? Yes, every 
everybody, everybody that buys pigs off of me, within 24 hours, I get a thing. These pigs yell all the time oh, when they know they're about to be fed. Oh, I swear. I, yeah, you, you'd think they hadn't eaten in a week. And they just, I was trying to list something the other day. I stepped out of my workshop and, and of course they, they've become so Pavlovian with the, um, with the side by side. So, cause that's what I use to, to go around and feed them. So when they hear that fire up, when it's not feed time, they still just start yelling. I'm like, would y'all shut up for a second? I'm trying to listen to something to see if something's running properly. But, uh, yeah, yeah, they're a hoot. I do apologize for that, but uh, y'all just get to witness it. I live with it, too. So, you know, we're in it together. Yeah. Nothing like a bunch of yelling hogs. <laughs> uh, I'm just glad they, they can't pronounce cuss words because probably, they'd probably be cussing at me all the time, too. So When they hit that certain octave, that, that's when you know that's actually a cuss word coming right, out. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, ladies, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, and, and we'll definitely have to follow up with you all and, and explore more of what you've got going on. Uh, for those of y'all listening, be sure to check out uh, the Sounder Podcast. I'll put links below in the description. And um, if you're not a sow, if you happen to be a boar or I guess maybe yeah. even a barrow, uh, <laughs> but still still plan on joining. Be a part of the conversation because it's uh, equal opportunity here uh, on, on this situation. So uh, jump yep. in yep. And, and be part of the conversation, especially if you're, you're new and you're, you're afraid to ask questions in some of the groups where you, you feel like you're going to get punched in the mouth. So. Appreciate yeah. what you all doing. I think it's great that uh, there's just more resources out there for this and, and, and love that it's uh, developing in the way that it is. Thank you. Thank, right. you. Yes. Thank you so much, Troy. Well, certainly. Yes, appreciate it. All right. Well, y'all have a great day. All right. All right you, you too. too. Take care. Bye. Well, all right. That was a fun-filled interview. Have you ever... Have you ever been around somebody that you could just listen to them talk for hours and hours and hours? Well, that's not the case with Molly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I like to give her a hard time. You know, she's somebody that I met first thing, just, just knew I would like her. She's, uh, she's good folk. <clears throat> and I, I know I can give her a hard time and not offend her because uh, she's a mountain girl and mountain girls can take that. We, we hill people have to stick together. Well, I appreciate them coming on and uh, as I mentioned, be sure to check out their podcast. Uh, it's very entertaining, a good conversation they have, uh, some, you know, some interesting perspectives, different perspectives on things. So it's, it's good to check that out. Uh, I'll put a link down below in the show notes. Again, don't forget to um, send me a note if you've got an idea for an upcoming podcast episode. It doesn't have to be you. It can be somebody else. It can be topic-specific if you want. Uh, but give me some ideas there, and uh, we will make it happen. Well, be sure to check out our Patreon page if you're interested as well. I'll put a link in the show notes for that as well. Don't forget, see us at uh, Homesteaders of New England if you're in that neck of the woods. We'd love to see you. All right. I pray you all have a great week. Take care. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Pastured Pig Podcast. To learn more about our podcast or to submit topics or recommend guests for future episodes, visit redtoolhouse.com.